Okay, uh, welcome back to the uh, the Benzo Rehab Dungeon. I'm the host, Michael Deebs. Joining me via Zoom is co-host Dorian Bell. Uh, Dorian, say, say hello to all of our fan. Hello, all of our fan. Um, that's, a, that's a weird name. It's yeah. uh, all, like Oliver Twist, uh, Oliver, Oliver Fan. You don't, have, you don't have to make this a literary thing, but I, I appreciate the effort. Just want to use my degree for something. Something, anything. Um, (laughs) So this is going to be uh, part two of our discussion on Stefan Molyneux. Let me make sure I've got the video name right. Uh, How to make women great again uh, speech, (laughs) which um, is one of the best speech titles a man could ever, you know, give his own speech. Um, Obviously, we need more more male insight on the uh, the feminine world. absolutely before we before we kick this off i would like to address something from the last podcast um i believe in you know growth as as a person um at the end of it and uh you you wisely uh pointed out to me that uh i was becoming a little bit inebriated um may not have shown up to people who don't know me very well but uh you you have that insight as somebody who knows me um I'm not going to apologize for it. That's something Joe Biden and I have in common is uh, we, <laughs> we we don't have anything to apologize for and we've never done anything wrong. But uh, we're just you don't like <laughs> if you don't like Mike, you're not drunk. Yeah. Is that good? Does that work? No, nah, I, I don't think so. I'll yeah, I, that's not going to that's not going to help anybody or uh, <laughs> endear me to anyone. So. His, uh, his statement uh, certainly did do those things, though, right? Uh, sure. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. It's it's really good when a politician who's made several missteps uh, refuses to take any accountability for that. That's a a net positive. Um, back to the subject of the podcast. Uh, I as much as I would love to talk about Joe Biden, I <laughs> nothing but respect for the man. Um, <laughs> today I will be uh, an incredibly soul crushingly sober. Um, because I am on call for work, so uh, there's nothing I can Fuck. do about that. Yeah, that's a, that's a sad state of blue-collar life. Um, hopefully there's I mean, no calls in the middle of this podcast. I don't assume there will be, but if so, we'll, uh, we'll just have to pause and I'll come back maybe five, ten hours later and uh, <laughs> cover it in shit and piss. Who knows? I mean, that's that's almost what we did this last time, uh, but it was like a week uh, and... I'm covered in shit and piss. I mean, I, I don't know what you're yeah, wearing that's, right that's now. That's not a uh, that's not a product of your your job, right? Like, I mean, I, I don't I don't necessarily have a job at the moment. So yeah, you're I, just I, like I, naturally kind of covered in shit. Oh, okay. I'm yeah, work from I mean, home. I'm a I guess shit, I'm a shit poster. Ah, as they say. Nice, yeah, nice I mean, turn if, of the phrase here. Yeah, thank you, sir. I mean, if if you're not going to be uh, inebriated during this, I mean, I, I guess I could balance that out a little bit. Sure. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll yeah. trade spots. I don't think either yeah. of us were ent- entirely sober last time, but uh, no, certainly not. I was certainly more drunk than you were. 
this, so, the, 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 just the balance of life. <laughs> with with that out of the way, having made no apologies or concessions, <laughs> um, let's uh, let's go ahead and jump back into this. We uh, we left off right. at the uh, the nineteen minute or yeah nineteen minute seventeen second mark. <laughs> Uh, this this man is so intolerable that we couldn't make it any further than that. Uh, we we even started playing him at uh, 1.5 speed. Uh, it's just every every other thing he says almost is is worthy of some form of criticism. Um, right. So I don't know if we'll even complete this video today uh, or <laughs> or what, what will happen. Uh, he says plenty of more cool things throughout this video. Um, if you've I mean. Yeah, my my goal with this one is to take a little bit uh, more of a step back, okay. and yeah. uh, because he, uh, I, I thankfully I think that most of the <laughs> the contextualization, because you know his arguments uh, change a lot based on context. Right. <laughs> but now now that we've <laughs> got the context a very out of the way, figure. Oh, extremely. But yeah, now now that the context is out of the way, I, I think that we can maybe just let it be a little bit more. Uh, but uh, I'm gonna try uh, for once in my life to just shut the fuck up for a couple minutes. Just shut time. the fuck up, Dorian. <laughs> All right, uh, and we will begin at the 19 minute 17 second mark, and uh, Stefan Molyneux's horrible voice is about to fill <clears throat> this uh, this podcast. Oh fuck yes. And you can turn things around if you make, but if you, if a woman takes full advantage of that sexual magnetism of youth, mm. oh, oh geez. and you know, Hoingo okay. goes around Never the mind. community, then by the time she hit, oh, what the when fuck I first is saw this, this product, oh, I thought it looked no. kind of crazy. Didn't really oh, understand okay. what the benefits would <laughs> my, be. My ad block is not working. It's her late thirties. There we go. It's too late. And then you get like a half century of regret. And one of my biggest tweets over the last couple of months was me just saying, women, your eggs die at 40, you live to 80. What are you going to do for 40 years? I think that's a reasonable question. <laughs> it is. And, and because I don't have a problem asking it, people get mad and I, I just think it's, okay, like this is how you toughen up, right? This is how you toughen up. I remember when I was a kid, I mean, we all have the same. I had a Scottish teacher, of, a gym teacher, which is barely a teacher, but then um, he had this, you know, full on Scottish whiskey, tobacco breath and all of that, right? And I remember getting my face slammed into the wood on the ground during wrestling and, you know, you walk it off, you know, <laughs> walk it off. It's like, it's my face. I don't walk on my face. Anyway. But of course, you know, a girl stubs her toes and like, nurse, <laughs> right? It's just, I don't know, it's a double standards, which are kind of inevitable, right? But there's a wall. And by the time the woman figures out that there's a wall, it's too late. <laughs> and that's, you know, if, if we care about women, and of course we should, then we have to remind them about the wall. Okay, pause. I, I mean, it's not just- I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, I, I was, uh, I, it, it, it's just, hurting me too. Maybe maybe you can help me with this because it's okay. it's genuinely puzzling. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he, he starts talking about what happens when women, uh, you know, uh, boingo boingo, as as he said. I don't know. Is that really is that a term for it? Isn't that just? I don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't I, I matter. Know we that, all know what it means. I know that Oingo Boingo is a band from uh, the 80s that wrote a song that's, that's called cool Little with, Girls. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's probably um, a great reference for a guy that would make the argument about a febophilia versus pedophilia. <laughs> Actually, it's... Oh, man. You can absolutely imagine him listening to that song. Oh, without it a doubt. It makes so much sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, anyway. <laughs> Stefan Molyneux, release your uh, Spotify uh, on repeat, please. <laughs> Release your Spotify and your tax returns. Um, but yeah, so 
So he's talking about what happens when women, you know, spend all their time, uh, I don't know, enjoying their bodies and having sex and stuff and their sure, youth, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. they they can't. Uh, but they, they do it they, in I the guess, wrong way. Yeah, they do it in the wrong way because they aren't getting and, pregnant, and your yeah. eggs die at forty. So what you gonna do then, huh? Right. Right. Uh, and so after 40, he's like, so what do you do with the rest of your life? And I guess, I mean, you can just continue doing what you were doing before. Yeah, I don't, right? I don't, I mean, like, you if, know, if, if, you don't, if the whole life is your thing, keep, keep doing that. You know, there's no reason yeah. to stop at 40. Right. I mean, if, if I, uh, if, if, if I was a woman and I couldn't have kids and I didn't want to have kids, I'd keep I'd keep fucking after I couldn't have kids. I mean, you just don't don't st- what why why do you have to stop yeah, why, fucking? Why would it matter? Yeah, and then why why does he enter into the gym uh, teacher thing right after that, and then enter back into this whole women? He, he, he thing? really he really went nowhere with that, right? Like that yeah. that was just like a casual aside, just to deliver the apparent point that there's a double standard between men and women which um, which i guess is like it's a weird freudian slip kind of thing almost where he's just like let me produce this bizarre double standard where it's like well what am i going to do with the last 40 years of my life i don't know drink whiskey in my office and yeah. like uh, jerk off and it's like <laughs> oh yeah the same thing that a woman would want to do uh with the last 40 years of her life because like it, the human beings want to do this shit uh, and that sounds a lot better than like wiping up, you know, kid vomit uh, off your boots and shit. I don't know why it's on your boots. Well, uh, it's because you you pulled yourself up by your bootstraps, so you, you oh, have yes. to have the boots. It's not like you just yeah, so put I, the boots away. So I guess he knows that there's a double standard, and like he's admitting to it subconsciously. So uh, I don't know. I have a theory on why he thinks that uh, a woman's sexual activity stops at forty. Because no woman would ever want to fuck unless they it was for kids. Like women aren't attracted to, to men. No, I think first off, like fucking. Uh, he seems very fixated on a woman's youth. Yeah. Um. So forty is the age of when he stops wanting a woman. Uh. Like they reach the age of forty, and he's no longer attracted to them because they're no longer fertile grounds. I guess is probably how he would uh, imagine that scenario, which right. almost made me vomit saying that out loud. That's just pretty <laughs> gross. Yeah. Um. So you know, it, it, his entire frame of view is uh, a woman's only desire to uh, to have sex is um, to procreate. And so, you know, once once those eggs die at 40, which is a very hard number and can never be adjusted or <laughs> or anything like that. And, it, you know, it could be sooner. It could be later. It um, doesn't really I, matter. Bi- Biology is right. fucking weird. But, you know. Yeah, that's, that's true. This, this guy's not a scientist. I'm not a scientist. So uh, we're on equal playing fields here. <laughs> so uh, I, I have I have a, a nice fix for this okay um but uh how about we just try to put more research uh and funding into (laughs) medical science and make it so that uh any woman or man can just have their eggs or sperm uh frozen somewhere uh government subsidized and then whatever the fuck they want they can have a kid like test if you want to have fucking kids 
or just in vitro or whatever. Yeah, no, or I'm just test tube. I don't give a shit what it's forming in. <laughs> yeah. Put it in a cow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that just was, a cow's like torso. I feel like that would have uh, some kind of horrific effect. <laughs> I want, I, I want to see that so bad. Um, <laughs> there, you can hear I, my I, smile I, as I explain that. Yeah, I guarantee you, there's a there's a rule thirty four on that. Oh, oh, for sure. I yeah. mean, it's mostly dragons, though. I, 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 think. Um, um, I guarantee you that, it, you know. Oh no, it totally outing, outing myself as a little bit of a nerd <laughs> here. Uh, when, when World of Warcraft came out, there was yeah. a there was a race called the Tauren who were um, oh yeah Minotaur people, but you know a Minotaur is half cow, half person, right? Uh, <laughs> so the the popularity of uh, the the video game and uh, the internet community as such it is uh, produced quite a lot of uh, really alarming amounts of uh, furry porn related to the Tauren. So. If you've ever wanted to see what that might look like, there's a very talented artists who are pissing away their, their usefulness drawing, um, cow, men, I mean, we, cow men and cow ladies getting we, some we cow fucking milk, milk. <laughs> give me that milk, milk. <laughs> uh, let's, let's go back to the video. Yeah. Yeah. Please. <laughs> we, we made it about a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and go. Important for women's happiness, but if we like this crazy little thing we have called a civilization, you know, we're going to need a baby or two. And reminding of that, and, and oddly enough, one of the most interesting and, and powerful courses I ever took, I did two years of English literature before I went to theater school, then I finished undergraduate and graduate in history. But in my, in my English literature course, we did Victorian novels. <laughs> Well, it sounds boring as hell, right? But it was incredible because these Victorian novels and the pre-Victorian novels were basically written with one aim in mind, to remind women that they, the power that they have will not last. And they need to choose the best man they can in the bloom of their youth and sexual beauty because it's gonna fade. And just remind, 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 train women and also train women how to spot guys oh, who are unreliable. PVP, polyethylene glycol, my, uh... hooks, <laughs> sheep's wool, parabens, artificial color, talc. I'm I'm actually kind of uh, interested in this. This uh, polyethylene glycol stuff, let's... No, I'm just kidding. You know, like, <laughs> what were you going to say? Um, so I, I, I will confess and say that I'm one of the, like, four idiots in the world that has a YouTube Red account. So if, if we oh, want to okay. log into that and not have the ads, uh, sure, we can do that. Uh, let's go ahead and pause recording I, real quick. I also haven't. Yeah. And uh, we'll be back in just a moment. Ooh. Okay, we're, we're back. Um, turns out Dorian doesn't have YouTube Red. Okay, he, he I can't lied. do it, guys. He lied to me. Um, I am a liar. But uh, I have installed an ad blocker on my my uh, web machine, and so we should be good. Uh, otherwise, I'll just have to skip ads at weird intervals. I mean, worse things have happened to better people. Oh, that is not where we stopped at all. What the fuck? Oh, Jesus. It was like 21, right? Yeah. 2142 seems right. Hell yeah. That they, the power that they have, there we go. Will not last. Yeah. Oh, yes. And they need to choose the best man they can in the bloom of their youth and sexual beauty, because it's going to fade. And just remind, 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 train women, and also train women how to spot guys who are unreliable. You know, like the rakes, the guys who use women and, and just toss them aside, and the pump and dumps, and the you know, dine and dash the kind chads. of guys. Right? To train them how to do that, because now women have completely <laughs> lost the ability to figure out the good guys from the bad guys. And we just need to remind them, because <laughs> you, you guys remember what it was like before puberty, right? Like before, you know, when girls were like, "Oh, you want to play baseball, really?" 
Okay, I guess his sister can come along, right? Because it was a drag. You know, I used to play, because I grew up in England in the 70s, and we used to, like, war obsessed, right? Second World War, we played war games all the time, right? And occasionally, not often, but the girls would come, like, we want to play too. And it was like, we don't need a nurse, because it's all you want to be. We heal with man magic. And it was I like a drag, that there's one right? guy like it was a drag, in the you know, background. Play tag, you know, the girl girl you run, right? It's just can can we pause well, like really quickly again? And then suddenly, this isn't going to be a quick pause. But go ahead. No, I, I, I I'm genuinely <laughs> okay. trying to make it a quick pause. But, okay. Um, so this, I, I, it's it's really puzzling to me this idea of like boys and girls being uh, like self-separating when they're kids. Cause I, in my experience, both like dealing with kids and having been a child at some point, that's bullshit. And when it does occur, it's performative. Right. Mm-hmm. And the only time when you really have splitting between little boys and little girls is like at the beginning of puberty, when they're both so horrified of their bodies that that occurs. But when you're a child, it's, that splitting doesn't really occur. Little boys and little girls play with one another constantly. And when they don't, it's some kind of like a game on its own. Well, and you know, such a bizarre misunderstanding. (laughs) Also the idea that all girls want to just be the nurse whenever they're playing war. Oh, exactly. I know plenty of, plenty of girls growing up that uh, were rough and tumble sort of folk. Riff and tumble. Riff and tumble. Neither here nor there. But uh, yeah, that's the whole it's, thing. Yeah, it's very frustrating. Very, okay. very <laughs> stupid sort of uh, anecdote that he likes to throw in every now and then. It's women, am I right? I hate my wife. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I was about to say, this sounds like a, like a, I don't know, like one of those old, like 90s sort of comedian uh, sort of bits. Like, <laughs> men <laughs> right. are like this, and women, women are like that. We'll never exactly. get along. Yeah. <laughs> and go. <laughs> it's, it literally was for me like one day, girls were like, <clears throat> and the other day it's like, girls, 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 you know, like the tsunami of hormones just jets up from the base of your spine and turns you into a monomaniac. And it's like, it's like, well, it's possession, basically. That was an ancient Greek philosopher who said what he loved about being in his 70s was he finally felt free of the demon of lust. And okay, I, okay, okay, real quick. Um, it, it, he, he seems to be blaming, uh, his hormones on women like uh he calls it possession um mm. i don't know yeah that, it's pretty cool that's just fucking dumb <laughs> right, I'm going. yeah <laughs> even at the time i don't know if you ever had this thought even at the time when all of these hormones are coursing through you and all you can think about is girls at the time i remember thinking to myself if girls are so innately appealing why do i need all these hormones <laughs> it's a big question isn't it it's a big question. You know, if you've got some guy, is some friend, right? And you don't want to hang with him if he's flying you to Cabo for the weekend. Is your friend at some point. Too long say, of a thing. Why do I have to get <laughs> over the weekend? Why aren't they just interested in me? Why are they just like me? It's like, you're a douchebag, but we like Cabo. And I remember that. Like, girls going from kind of annoying to, like, the reason to get out of bed in the morning, the reason why I had to pretend to play tennis to explain my carpal tunnel. I mean, all of that. Take a moment. <laughs> he beats off. So, Masturbation joke. Yeah, when you that's get that good. Full on hormones that just makes you think about girls all the time. There is that question, like, and, and you lose your reason. I mean, you really do, man. Uh, this is why philosophy became very important to me. Because if I just surrendered to hormones, you just you get washed off a cliff. We all know guys who just like smashed up against. Pause. Pause. Female. That's actually that's that's incredibly <laughs> insightful. He yeah. literally just told us that the reason that he got into philosophy yeah. was because women were ruining his life. Ah. I right, wonder like, if there's some kind of 
it's <laughs> it's almost as if like every uh, I hate calling it this, but but I don't I don't want to gatekeep him away. But uh, any, any one of his philosophical thoughts are going to be innately misogynistic. Well, let's give him the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. You know, oh, maybe yeah, maybe true. he started <laughs> down this path of philosophy, which uh, should be placed between heavy quotation marks. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he started this path because he uh, was uh, annoyed with women in some way or another. Um, but that doesn't mean that he kept doing that. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> it's only like the subject matter of all of his talks when he's not talking about like racist things. Um, but yeah, yeah, that uh, it's revealing for sure. Yeah. Uh, we'll just we'll just leave that there, I guess. Narcissism. It's it's really brutal. I mean, it's crazy stuff. What's the craziest thing you did in your teens to get women's attention or to please women? Killed a man. I'll give you mine. Well, no, that's not the craziest. In the war. So I had a math test that was really, really important. And I had a pencil. And the girl in front of me turned around and said... That's actually a good point. How many how many wars has uh, Stefan Molyneux lived through? Um, all the important ones. Yeah, there, there was no unimportant wars before or after. Um, no, I, I mean, he, he lived through Gamergate... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <The real one. laughs> uh, it's just funny to me that the guy that's uh to my knowledge i don't believe he was ever involved in any kind of uh, military or anything like that uh made no. a made a point earlier about the only reason men go to war is because they want to you know uh, impress the ladies but uh, he's had several chances to go to war as far as i know and uh, he has not done that and right and and that his his wildest anecdote for something uh, he did for a woman in his teens was uh, uh, what we're about to see is is him lending her a pencil. <laughs> right. <laughs> What's that the craziest ruled. thing you ever did for love? I gave her a and number that, two pencil. <laughs> and that doesn't. And, and, and in in the upcoming context, because he didn't have a he didn't have a backup. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't make him cursed by women. It makes him a fucking dumbass. Just just like imagine this. that pencil as the uh, as the cross. And uh, he <laughs> he carried it all the way to that poor woman who who was in need, just so that he might uh, get a crumb of uh, her affections. And he still complains, and he still God. complains. Yeah, truly. Why have a, you forsaken me? Truly a martyr figure. Um, said, "Hey, can I can I use your pencil? I have one pencil. I only had one pencil." <laughs> I said, "Listen, I don't want genetic death, so here you go." I gave her my pencil. <laughs> Oh my god! A year earlier, I'd be like, "Hey, hey you don't have a pencil." <laughs> no, and it's weird because I'm like sitting there at my test, like literally thinking, "Can I gouge my finger <laughs> and write in blood the answers to this math question?" But that's how insane it becomes. Can't say no. Can't upset the ladies. It's genetic death. Ah, uh, you know, I can survive without doing well. Filling out the fucking scantron with cum, <laughs> which is genetically completely true. Uh, anybody else got a silly story about? crazy things he did to impress women. Oh, I got another one. I was at a friend of mine's place and there were these two gymnasts. Okay, sorry. Um, just having a private moment. There were these two gymnasts there and Man, he was they were showing how they sex. could, like, I won't do it here, but you could, like, hand, head down. Like, a of, course, legs, of, uh, of course, the, the, of course, the type of woman that he's most attracted to is, of course, the one that, like, is most, you know, ephemophilic. I was not any kind of gymnast. I have the flexibility of your average lab at Sidewalk. So, 
I do this. And I, take, I figured the best way to do it is to take a run at it, you know, to get some momentum. What did I do? I just put my head through the wall. <laughs> that does not get you extra points unless you've got a lot of money for the Russian judges. But, uh, so this is just crazy stuff that you do to, to get and keep the attention of women. And then there's that fork in the road, right? Because sensibly, you know, you should go for a sensible, solid, dependable. Just real quick, uh, notice that he uh, he raised his hand and said, does anybody else have a crazy story about something that they did for a woman? And then immediately just like rolled into another story of his. Of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he is he is the, the only person it, like there, there was no no chance for the audience to interact whatsoever. He just uh, rolled right into it. So. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they might sell like an actually like horrifying story of something they've yeah, done for like, sex. I, I carried a, a printer five miles in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke like 1% yes. of any, <laughs> any group of fans is ever going to get. <laughs> it's a deep cut. I like it. Uh, all right. Real B-side. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's keep going. Woman. But then there's that crazy hot factor. You know, this is stuff I've talked about on my show, the R versus K selection. You can look it up if you want on my channel, but... I remember there was this girl, really, really nice girl. And the sad, sad thing is I actually remember all of these names, even now, like, I don't know, close to four years later. Oh, it's really, really sad nice that she he remembers the these and human she had names. Totally nerdy cello. Oh, really nice girl. Uh, you know, we, we chatted, really great conversationalist, right? But then there was this really hot German girl. Now, you know, going back in time, you know, you know the sensible course. You know, good mom for the kids, you know, uh, reliable, steady, uh, good support system, great friend and so on. It's like, yeah, but, but German hotness. So, of course, I go out with a German girl. Why? Apparently, I like being ordered around. Because <laughs> you know how And you Germans just make all of these are. crazy decisions. <laughs> that's the power that... Uh. And, of course, they know it, but they don't want to talk about it explicitly. Because it's kind of humiliating to say, men need me, not because of the innate qualities of my character, or the virtues that I've earned, or the great conversational abilities I've developed, or the knowledge I have accrued. Now, mind you, this, this German girl who was attractive apparently had no personality or, or redeeming qualities whatsoever besides being attractive. I mean, which, to be fair, which seems to be a judgment based completely off of she's attractive. So there's no way that uh, she possibly had any uh, positive attributes about her otherwise. Right. Yeah. OK, well, uh, so the homely really... girl, the homely girl is automatically assumed to be more of a caregiving kind of person because, uh, well, if she's not as attractive. She had to fill all those gaps in with something. Right. There's no way that an attractive person could also be a good yeah. person. Right. Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's why that's why Stefan Molyneux uh, in his like intense mediocrity in both realms <laughs> is able to like balance himself out. Um, but um, I suck. So, you know, <laughs> everybody but, else uh, suck also. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I, I got I got a message earlier today about oh, okay. this uh, and well, not about this specifically, but I, I think this gives me a good opportunity to remedy this. OK, uh, but it's it's from one of our one of our, our great fans and not someone that I like totally knew beforehand. OK, uh, but uh, uh, Joshua. A, oh, oh, yes, yes, uh, yes. Uh, and, he, and he, he says did, to me, he did briefly talk to me about uh, how he feels deeply uh, offended by your. Um, oh, yeah. So he he sent me a message saying, yo, I've been catching up on the podcast. What's with the Italian jokes? <laughs> and of course, I didn't respond because I feel like it speaks for itself. And because he does have an Italian last name. And, uh, you know, I don't I don't stoop to that level. This is a, this um, is a very good friend of mine. <laughs> But, um, but it just, just, just to like really be fair about things because it's, I, I'm not like, 
You're not Italians a- are, you know, I, I'm not, I don't have like some kind of weird exclusionary hatred of Italians. I, I, I want to really be dancing that. around because, to- because Germans are fucking abhorrent people too. <laughs> <laughs> they're unbearably I don't- just, they're terrible. They're terrible people. All of them. I, I don't think you uh, negate your prejudice towards one group of people by exhibiting more prejudice towards a different group of people. <laughs> well, hold on, hold on. Now we'll we'll talk about this later, but I'm I'm pretty sure I'm right. Okay, well, yeah. I'm, who am I to question you? You've gone to a learned <laughs> school of books. Learned school of books. Yeah. Full, full of uh, Chock, Germans and Italians. <laughs> chock full of books. <laughs> Chocolate full of books. All right. Well, yeah, chocolate full of books. Um, it's a German joke. Uh, uh, anyway. Yeah, let's go back to so uh, hot Germans. Hot German girl who, who possibly could not be a, a, a perfectly good caregiver. No. As if that's, you know, something a woman necessarily needs to be. I mean, he couldn't do it. <laughs> you expect him to nurse? <laughs> Male, male, lact- image. male lactation is uh, is actually a thing. It is. It is. Yeah. If oh, okay, uh, if you it's could not a induce it, thing. if you could induce it, would you and no. like turn it off too? Like no, 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 no. Just like to keep yourself fed, save no. on bills. But, <laughs> the uh, the human body is not an infinite loop of energy. <laughs> so I've been drinking my own piss for some reason, but yeah, I guess well, that's not my excuse then. Well. Uh, We'll talk about that later when we're uh, not recording. Oh, sorry. I'm worried. I'm worried about you, bud. <laughs> <laughs> yes, German hot girl. Go. But because they have excess fluids. They're like a submarine that needs to surface. Up <laughs> the fluids. Up the fluids. Sex is That's excess fluid. And so it's not talked about that much. I did talk recently on, on Twitter about makeup. Yes, this is because, so good. I mean, you guys probably know all of the ideology of makeup, right? The makeup is designed to simulate sexual arousal, right? So lipstick, when a woman gets sexually aroused, I can see it in the back. I'm just kidding. So when a woman gets sexually aroused, she, her, her lips get fuller and they get redder. Her cheeks flush, right? This is the, you know, the root of, of blush and so on, right? And her pupils sort of dilate a little. Her eyes get a little wider, which is why mascara makes eyes pop and all of that. And why those weird, creepy Disney eyes have, like, complete baby uh, facial features. Like, this is creepy. Pause. 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 Do I need to explain what just happened? No. Um, also, there's more than one lipstick color. I don't know if you've ever. Yeah. This- I mean. This man wants to fuck cartoon babies. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's what he just told us. The eyes get wider. And so that's why cartoons have big eyes, because they're trying to fuck, <laughs> fucking lure you in. Also, so that we don't have to pause it later, because, you know, I, I, I know where he's, he's, he's going along with this. But, you know, women do dress them, themselves up in ways that, like, are attractive, because that's, you know, the whole fucking point of dressing up, right? Um, whether or not it's supposed to be explicitly sexual or not, like that's its own topic. But when when he silos it off into uh, being that women dress in these like sexually provocative ways, and then men totally don't dress in any kind of sexually provocative ways, uh, he's showing yet another bizarre misconception about how like attraction works, right? Because what the fuck does a suit do? It like V's up your torso. It makes your posture look better. It makes you look stronger and like more fit and like sexually or physically like capable. Like, yeah, that's why I uh, 
That's why I exclusively wear suits because I otherwise just look like a uh, dumpy piece of shit. I mean, your work uniform does the same shit, you know? Uh, my my current work uniform really does not. It's uh, it's very unflattering. No, it doesn't like yeah. puff out your chest and stuff. No, not really. It's uh, take it all back. Yeah, it's not a great work uniform, and I've I've been trying to figure out how I can get out of the uniform policy, but I haven't made anything stick yet. Just just wear just wear spanks beneath it. It'll help. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but then so he he's also going to go into because I the only reason I'm getting ahead is because I don't want to like continue pausing uh, constantly. But yeah, right. Um. So he, he he also brings up I forget if he already brought this up because he s- tends to repeat subjects or or if it's just coming up. Well, but this if, this whole thing is meandering and and like weird cycles yeah. of back and forth. Right, but so he he ends up bringing up this idea of like I don't know having like a cucumber or something in his <laughs> pants, right? And, yeah, and, yeah, and showing says, that as like shove the male sh- sexual yeah, arousal. Right. Um, doesn't and, doesn't he bring up like padded bras too or something like that? I, th- I think something I like imagine. that. Maybe I just but, imagine. I don't know. But the thing with that is that um, even if we're going to work off of like a e- totally, you know, uh, binary model of, of how sex and gender is supposed to function and that there are all these problems with that, which are obvious. I, I don't need to clarify that probably. But um, generally speaking, uh, at least inside of our culture, women's um, sexual arousal is not something that is fucking threatening. But if you walk into a room swinging your dick around, that's, that is a threat. You are threatening people. It's something that no one wants, whether or not they want to fuck you within certain contexts. Like you can do that, you know, with your girlfriend or whatever, walk into the bedroom with an erection. Sure. Whatever. But, but in the workplace, literally no one wants that, but people do want to see your nice, you know, back and shoulders and stuff inside of a suit because these are, these are varying levels of, of these kind of these, these boundaries being wearing wearing lipstick is the exact same thing as fucking somebody. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. Like I, it's, it, it would be so weird for me to walk around with a cucumber in my pants, but you know what? <laughs> women, women are able to just like, they just, they, 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 they sit in puddles constantly in the office, you know, just every time that they sit down, they just, they like pour a soda down onto their lap in order to, uh, you know, exaggerate their sexual arousal. <laughs> and I don't understand why they're allowed to do that, but I can't. That's a, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a real thing that I've seen in the workplace before. Yeah. yeah. That's why I walk around with my ass in the air. <laughs> May I present Moaning this? like a cat. <laughs> Uh, cats anyway, really do that, though. Cats, it's horrible. Cat, cats it's, are freaks, man. <laughs> oh my god, it's the worst. Just like anyway, yeah. <laughs> Let's not go into cat sex. Hmm. We'll we'll, con- uh, yeah. we'll continue with whatever the fuck this is instead. <laughs> just just dragon and and cow sex. Yeah, I, I draw the line at uh, at pets. I don't I don't own a dragon or a uh, or a cow, so it's okay for us to talk about that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we'll we'll continue this. Because like really, really, you know, eyes are the one thing that don't change in size over the course of our life. And so, you, when you were a baby, you got giant eyes. And so, basically, Disney princesses are all it's all pedo crap. But so Is for Disney women, all pedo crap? coming into like, a room with I've never felt that way. Is 
Freddie manipulator, right. right? And in the business world, would be entirely inappropriate. I mean, can you imagine if I had a business meeting and I came in with a full-on Freddie Mercury or Justin Trudeau cucumber, like spinal tap, just strapped to my leg there and just kind of sat there like this, you know, with some woman sitting Why there? Why isn't it a Trudeau thing? Like, what are you insane? What are you yeah. like bringing a full-on forearm boner to a business meeting? He probably feels threatened by Trudeau. <laughs> you think because, I'm uh, I mean, he's a sexy man. Yeah, but it's it's it would be, shit, it would be wildly inappropriate for a man to bring signs of sexual arousal to a business meeting, but women do it all the time, all the time, and they don't like to have it pointed out. Because once you see the magic, it's not magic. Knowledge is power when it, when, with regards to female manipulation. Do you guys know what high heels are for? Sorry? Longer legs? Yeah, but I mean, I don't know that men for mounting horses, actually. <laughs> sexual position preference or whatever, right? What's, uh, telephone books, but, um, real real quick. Real, yeah, no, uh, quick historical note. Uh, high heels were traditionally worn by men up until recently. Um, there's there's lots of you can you can look it up on the old Google machine, but uh, there's lots of pictures of especially uh, I want to say like European nobles who would wear like these ridiculous high heels because it made them like I don't know made made them taller first off and you know obviously height is a is a thing that men struggle with because they're uh, insecure about it. Um, mm-hmm. Unlike me, a very proud manlet. Um, <clears throat> I don't think you're a manlet, actually. <laughs> don't try to appropriate my culture there, buckaroo. <laughs> uh, but no, but the, the height has always been an issue for men um, because they, they feel insecure. Uh, and, and so that was part of it. And then, yeah, the other reason was mounting horses and keeping your feet in the stirrups, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, there, Dude, was, I, there was a functional purpose to it. And there was also a vanity purpose to it. Exactly. And it was men, Dude, I, not, not women who originally wore high heels. I would love to see Molyneux and Jordan Peterson go into like one of those goth clubs full of like the super androgynous <laughs> like folks who are all wearing like giant platform boots. Uh, I, uh, I just like I, I, watch I don't them lose their minds. I don't know what I'm supposed to be attracted to, but. <laughs> is, is that erection a threat? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure how good my uh, my Jordan Peterson impression is, but that's uh, that's how I felt he sounds. It sounded sound like a, a cursed Canadian witch. So yeah, close enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of cursed Canadian witches, let's go back to Stephen Molyneux. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, what it does. I'm sorry to do this to you. There's an image you'll never lose. Right. So it puts your butt out. And then, because you're like, so push your butt out, that and out, then you, yeah. you it go out? forward, which pushes oh. your boobs out, or in my case, my boobs, right? So that's what it's for. It's to turn you into that ridiculous kind of twisted oblong, push out your boobs, push out your butt. And then when you walk, right, there was some model who said it's just basically putting your butt on a wobbly shelf, right? Which, you know, is fun to do too. But uh, So it's, again, just designed to show sexual attributes to men. And it's cheating. I mean, it's not cheating and dating. I mean, you know, all fair in love and war, but I mean, it's wildly inappropriate in a business context. So yeah, I mean, I think it's important that if women want equality, which according to some of the paperwork I've seen from some time ago, they have some interest in. <laughs> the fact that he considers that cheat, like, it's, it's fucking cheat. It's fucking bullshit, man. Like, the, the girls, they, they wear high heels and, and they look good in them. And that's not fucking fair. <laughs> Dude, it's <laughs> right, right. He's literally you know, bitching about the fact that women are like sometimes make themselves look more attractive based on how they dress. And um, it's it's such, men have it's never such like that. a bummer. Yeah, no, I know. It's it's such a bummer to imagine a a human life uh, like this where he's 
he's a man that's so like deeply detached from his own like sexuality and stuff that he could never conceive of using someone else's like magnetic attraction to him to any kind of aim like he can't he can't get someone to like him by just <laughs> you know being kind of good looking or something or like well, wearing some something that's not this frumpy bullshit that he's walking around it I'll, I'll point out that him. uh He's, he's giving a speech on how to make women great again to a crowd full of men. So yeah, that on its face says a lot about the situation here. Well, it's about making, not becoming, right? Like that's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a there's a good making and coming joke here. But... <laughs> yeah, probably better if we anyway. don't go down that road. <laughs> uh, then you can't you can't do the cheating at the same time as the equality, right? And that's something that women need to hear. That's something because, <clears throat> excuse me, if a woman relies on her sexual attractiveness, you know, we're, we're mammals. You know, if you, you know, consider this all cheating, home, maybe like he driving, should do the cucumber right? and the pants thing. You, you I'm sorry, I can't hear you. you that, oh, I said if he does consider this cheating, maybe he should just do the cucumber and the pants thing, you know? Right, exactly. And it's, it's, it's weird the because he, he is, again, like some kind of anarchist or libertarian or something of the sort. And... So he clearly <laughs> believes in um, the free market in all things, so long as the NAP is in stated, right? Um, and yet he doesn't believe in any kind of like uh, sexual or, or social free market. Like people aren't allowed to interact in the ways that they naturally do and need to be regulated in some ways. So, uh, I mean, there's no such thing as any kind of free market because that it's just a nonsense. I'm, I'm uh, going to go ahead buzzword. and stop you. Um, I'm, actually, <laughs> okay. I'm actually kind of surprised that you made this critical error because you're you're oh. such a generally educated person but uh <laughs> y- you made the the critical logical fumble of um expecting a libertarian to actually have a uh, consistent set of ideals <laughs> you make a good point <laughs> so i'm gonna i'm gonna dock you points there we're not keeping score but you know we know. Sorry, but yeah, we we both know you lost points. So uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll continue. But <laughs> you're there. Why would you keep driving? And so what we do is we do enough to get what we want, and we don't generally do more, right? Yeah. If you order that's, a Big Mac, they give you five, right? Because you order a Big Mac, they give you a Big Mac, right? So we we do just enough to get what we want. And if women have this sexual power and and makeup and all of this kind of stuff, and heels, and then. They'll get what they want and they won't do most, won't do more, which means that they're missing out on all of the qualities of character that they could develop that are actually long lasting and good for raising children and good for being a great partner, a great businesswoman, if that's what she wants to be. So by giving women all of this power, we're taking away the qualities of character that they could develop in the absence of that power. <clears throat> it's like a kid, almost literally like a kid. What is it? Some kid just became a billionaire at the age of 14 or 15 because his parents just gave him over a billion dollars. You think he's going to be working fast food anytime soon? No. Because now he's got the resources, so why would he work that? That's why it's, you know, rags to riches to rags. And three shirts leads to shirts leads, three generations, right? First generation works like crazy. Second generation works less. Third generation blows it all. It's the churn. It's a cycle. Once we have stuff, we stop striving for stuff. Once we get home, we stop driving. And if women have all of this value because of hormones and makeup and sexual manipulation and so on, we're robbing them of quality, of character, which we need. Because as you know, trust between the genders, trust between the sexes is kind of catastrophically low at the moment. <laughs> These are uh, he has fucking brain worms, dude. He does, yeah. 
it's <laughs> the the entire i mean first off uh i don't i don't know uh the exact uh i guess rhetorical name for this um but he, he does a lot of what uh kind of what ben shapiro is a master of which which is what i call like world building where he mm. He creates this sort of uh, so obviously he's 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 come to the conclusion that, you know, if you wear heels and makeup and, you know, you've advanced your uh, uh, sexual uh, attraction level to a certain point, then you no longer are capable of developing a, a deeper personality than that. Right. So he, he's, right, right. he's he's made this this point which he takes as a fact. And then based off of that, he's derived even more conclusions and he hasn't made the effort to prove the first point, which is that a woman who wears high heels and makeup, uh, can't develop further. And so he's made, he's made that like the, the given fact. And obviously he's in a room full of men. So who's going to be like, Oh, well, I think you're wrong, Mr. Stefan. Um, yeah. So nobody's challenging I mean, like, him on it. And, uh, yeah. And then he, he expands on that and says, well, and you know, if, if, you know, she never develops a better character, then how is she ever going to be a, a good mother? And, and it just, it, it cascades from there because he's built this world and he's decided that everything in this world that he's built is true. And so all these conclusions must follow. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's just building a whole lot of like totally unfounded premises, uh, premises. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it's, and you can tell that it's largely based on this like backwards, uh, this, this reverse engineering of, you know, where he wants to end up. And yeah, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> it's super cool. Yeah. It rules. Uh, well, we'll, we will continue. Yeah, I... That's because women, they have this crazy Tinder swipe. They have all these online apps so they can get all the male attention that they want in relative security. And the media doesn't tell them about the war. <laughs> when was the last time you saw a story on TV, in a movie theater, anywhere, even online, a story which goes something like this. I wasted my youth. I took the full bloom of my beauty and I squandered it. On by, by fucking and having fun and... <laughs> Just living my fucking life and being an individual, You're like it's to have a, a he, he human seems, personality. He seems so disappointed that people aren't uh, full of regret that they uh, that they did the things that they wanted to in their youth. <laughs> like right. that, that's the genuine general argument he's making. Is is when's the last time you saw a story about? I wasted my life. Well, maybe nobody feels that way. Maybe that's why there's not a story about it. But but here's the thing: you see those stories constantly, not in the news. Because oh, sure, who yeah. gives a fuck. Yeah, I mean, like, oh, but- <laughs> uh, lo- local area woman today uh, discovered that she wasted her youth and would like to publicly apologize to everybody who she and, heard along the way. Like, nobody gives a fuck. And, Nobody's ever right, going to tell and, that story. And the reason that no one gives a fuck is because it's so universal. Everyone feels it. So it exists inside of literature. It exists inside of aesthetic media. But not inside of the fucking news. Personally, it's like, say, like saying who who had breakfast today. I can't. It's, I can't relate to the topic as somebody who has no regrets and nothing to apologize for. I mean, I don't remember my youth. So <laughs> there's there's large portions of mine that, that are missing as well. So, but so so I yeah I it's a stupid point. Have, 
it's so stupid. And but but if if I do have any regrets uh, about uh, you know my my younger years, it's that I uh, I don't know uh, didn't just come inside of someone one time <laughs> and get strapped down to a shitty child for the rest of my life. Yeah. Now, instead, I just I like fucked a lot and I I had oh, fun. Look at, and, look like, at the guy that's over here fucking all the time. Like four <laughs> times, man. Save some, I did it. Save at least some four for times. the rest of us, buddy. <laughs> With three different people, three different people wow. at least. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, get at me, bro. One day, one day, I get will, me get I at will. me again because because you're one of the people. <laughs> but yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's, it's a weird time to pull that out. There's, a joke. there's have, a joke in that's there. That's why I don't have kids. Yeah. Because you'd pull out, yeah. yeah. There's, that's a joke. Like a sword in the stone. Um, so, yeah. Uh, back to stuff in Molyneux. Um, yes, please. His point is fucking stupid. How, how so outraged dumb. would you be if you turned on the news? Let's say you're a person who, <laughs> who watches the cable news, which... Uh, already a nightmare in itself but you're a person sure. who tur- turns on the cable news and you want to know what's going on in the world and reporters <laughs> spend some time telling you hey this uh this gal that grew up in this area um really regrets some of the choices she made growing up you'd right. be fucking out i i would be outraged you would be outraged stefan molyneux would be outraged he'd be like there's nothing more important to talk about right now yeah, and I mean that's that's already not not to like rearticulate the same point over and over again, but that that's already the story that you see in literally everyone's eyes as they're speaking to you on cable. <laughs> like, <laughs> I regret all the decisions that led to this point. <laughs> My life is a waking I mean, nightmare in front of the camera. <laughs> Hell yeah. Right, uh, and then, oh, then like yeah. his free domain radio shit and everything i don't know that connects somehow but i got nothing go on shallow self-destructive sexual encounters oh god like overused belt though i lost my capacity to bond <laughs> i got an std or five or five yeah, the cougars a woman's sexual prime is in her 40s most are entirely solvable it's cougar propaganda, right? And Square it's, fucking not, it's not true. It's not true. And of course, if you say, well, a woman's sexual prime is in her 40s because she's Dude. had so much experience, like that Alanis Morissette song about all of her former lovers, it's like, yeah, no, Hell I know yeah. why it's called Jagged Little Pill because that's a whole lot of antibiotics to be taking. But you don't hear the story of the woman who's like, oh my God, it's, the, it's my late 30s. I got to go find a man. I'm almost like the shop is closing for babies. I got baby rabies. Got the fever. One baby. And now I've got to start trying to attract a man. When I've been working a desk job making useless spreadsheets as affirmative action hire for the last very fast pause. My butt's wider than a no. Yeah, no, that's that's garbage. No, fuck him. Yeah, it's he's saying that this is a narrative that doesn't exist. It's a narrative that every single woman that I have been close to as a friend or otherwise has incredible, if not anxiety around this. They they at least hear this kind of shit all the fucking time. This is this is an ubiquitous uh, narrative. It's a narrative that's constantly there. It's ingrained in the the culture that you're as a woman supposed to uh, procreate and you know raise children. Yeah. Uh, first off, so so there's already that. Uh, so obviously, you're not gonna have kids. What's wrong with you? You know, and, and there's there's things that that men grow up, you know, being assumed of them. You know, like oh, you've got to get a such and such kind of career, or you yeah. know, you've got to start a family with a a nice uh, uh, a trad wife, so to speak. Um, 
whatever Every, everybody has these points in their life and you know there's there's a reason that the midlife crisis exists as a, as a trope because people reach this point in their lives where they're like oh fuck i've been doing such and such my entire life and it doesn't even matter if it's like oh you, you did the traditional i make a family sort of thing or if you spent your you know all the way up until your 40s partying and having a good time like everybody is going to have some kind of pivotal moment in their life where they go am i doing what i really actually want to do that's that's just a natural yeah. part of life because you reach that halfway point and you're like oh fuck at some point i'm gonna die and right. now is i'm kind of it, rethinking all of my choices up to this point isn't it incredible that like and i mean th this is something that, that's that's common outside of stefan for sure i mean all of this is um but that the 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 midlife crisis narrative is almost exclusively pinned on men right right it's like midlife crisis and you get yourself a fast car and like a girlfriend um hell yeah and then yeah right and <laughs> and, and, and and uh brag about the four people that you fucked um no, but, um <laughs> but so but with with yeah it, and and it's it's interesting considering that the same thing does happen for women, but it's never couched in those same terms and it's not viewed as being the same thing because it's less about, oh no, I'm having this silly reaction to an more or less invented problem, which is I think how most people look at a man's midlife crisis. Sure. Uh, um, and instead it becomes a severe um, existential issue that that's, that arises out of a waste of of what someone is like like that a woman becomes innately wasted in the experience of that crisis which is really frightening and sad um that that's the narrative that's constructed around these things for sure and i mean it it, it feeds back into the whole like men are uh we're we're permitted to be more comical and jovial and silly and we don't have to grow up and shit because of the fact that you know, even our most severe crises never have anything to do with innate aspects of our own person. They, they have to do with our actions or the right. ways that we end up perceiving uh, ourselves. But a woman, a woman's crises are all intimately tied to the fact that she is, in fact, a woman. It's the same thing that like happens with racialization and why whiteness is just a lack of marking the same way that being a man is kind of just the lack of womanhood in, in a lot of ways. Um, and it's, um, very perturbing and this guy sucks and I'm getting sad. <laughs> <laughs> not, not to laugh at your sadness. Man, no, no I, we can all laugh at my sadness. I am a man. It really seem like uh, a psycho when, when you say I'm sad and I laugh. Uh. <laughs> It's 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 because we have such a unique bond with each other that uh, you know what? Let's just go ahead. Right? I mean, and, and who's left? Right? Who's left in your thirties? Uh, some quality. I mean, I met my wife in my thirties, so again, these are generalities, right? But who's left in your thirties? <laughs> <laughs> who's left in Me? your thirties? I, I mean, I was, most, most but you know. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> let's just gloss right over that. It's like, it's like me going to California now with a chili hat and saying, hey, I hear there's a gold rush. Right? Sorry, man. That was picked clean a long time ago. All the quality people snapped up and off the market. It's like a really great used car. You never see it on the market. Nobody's going to say This is another really great metaphor on accident. see those stories. The media um, hides the wall. Is, is the fact that he 
he is such a weird static and I, this is true of all conservatives but such a weird static viewpoint of how things are or have to be that any kind of shift or change uh makes any kind of action somehow uh absurd like the fact that the gold rush occurred means that nothing else can can then be done afterwards in, inside of a certain space right i mean um, if, if you think about it, the, the gold rush didn't ever really end. It's just kind of changed because now you have Silicon Valley, right. which, you know. No, exactly. It's that's, its that's own kind gold of... rush now. So yeah. it's, it's it's the same thing, just with a different, uh, uh, I guess, trade. Right. Well, yeah, like everything. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like in, in physics where like energy and matter don't actually go anywhere. They just kind of shift from one phase to another. Um, and the same thing exists in, in any kind of system um, of energy or power or, or literally anything. And so this idea that like the past is lost um, and that things have changed irreparably uh, or irreconcilably is such fucking like galaxy level brains <laughs> brain, like ga- galaxy brain level of dumb. Uh, where it's just a total inability to comprehend uh, reality um, or to think of it critically. And it, 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 it rules. It fucking rules. It fucking rules. From women. And you get these ridiculous stories, like there's a Bridget Jones diary story I watched just for like, pure anthropological research, where this kind of chunky, neurotic, alcoholic woman in he her voice has two billionaires <laughs> desperate to be the father of her unknown child. And it's like, oh my God. I mean, there's fiction and then there's just outright fantasy. And like, I'll believe in orcs before I'll believe in that. <laughs> Here's another thing that women need to hear. Oh, a baby is not your body. Don't you always hear that? You got life growing in your belly. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. It is, like, it's it like is your body baby. until it's a baby though. So yeah, okay. So, and also just, you know, talking Stefan on Stefan's terms, he pivots directly from a baby is not your body to, I can't imagine. Well, yeah, no shit. Yeah, I can't imagine much of anything. It, well, not not even just that, but obviously you're not the uh, the subject matter expert on what it's like to have a fucking child growing inside right. of you. <laughs> yeah, right, right. He, he, immediately, he immediately just destroyed his own argument and, and now he's going to continue to have that argument in spite of that. Right. Like, I, I, I remember when I was a child, like, one of my first, like, big existential things was, like, looking at girls and then realizing that they were somehow, uh, at least per my perception, innately different. And that I could never understand what it was like to be a girl because I only knew what it was like to be a boy. And, like, that's, that's like, me as a child. And I managed to, like process through that and understand where it yeah, goes and like, this man like you can see it in his <laughs> eyes too as he's on stage where he's like he's trying to process that and it becomes too horrifying it's like this lovecraftian oh. xenophobic moment oh god oh god i can't <laughs> imagine it. <laughs> what's it like to have a pussy <laughs> uh. yep <laughs> it's just front butt <laughs> i hate that <laughs> same <laughs> I get loaded, that's what I'm saying. Anyway, so growing a life, it's not your body. Do you know that the baby can have a different blood type than the mom? You know what is your body? That doesn't mean fucking kidney. anything. It's not a kid. Right. The kidney, after nine months, doesn't say, fuck it, I'm out of here. I'm done with this darkness, man. I hear there's some light out there. I hear some cool sounds. Music, I think, is out there. It's kind of muffled. 
but I'm, I'm busting out, man. It doesn't sit there and like alien style come out your side. I don't see a lot of parents rolling around a kidney in a bag in a carriage. Look, I have a kidney. No, it's, it's ridiculous because this is what the perception is. I get, yeah, the kidney is your body, man. I get that 100%. But a kid is not your body. A kid is not your body. So my body, my choice. Does the kid get a choice? Does the kid get a say? <laughs> and of course, every now and then as a man, I respond, is it at all possible that it could be my wallet, my choice? <laughs> it rules. Yeah, it's, I, I, I love that the, uh, the libertarian argument um, for like everyone being able to consent to absolutely everything <laughs> always ends up shuffling back down into like, well, I mean, can a kid do what they want? Because, you know, that would be interesting or cool. Um, so he, <laughs> then he wallet, talks about course. he talks about birth as a choice first off. Yeah, uh, which is real. I don't I don't know about you, but <laughs> had had I been given the choice, I think I would have stayed in the womb until I uh, no longer existed. Um, yeah, yeah, there's an argument for that. There, there is an argument for that. I, I'm sometimes an anti-natalist, and it's uh, not not one of my better characteristics. But uh, <laughs> it's neither here nor there. Um, so, so first off, he says, "Oh, a kidney, you know, it, it stays in your body, and it doesn't decide nine months later to pop out." And well, yeah, neither does a baby. A baby doesn't decide to pop out. There, there is no decision there on the baby's choice. In fact, like. And, you know, I'm not going to advocate for infanticide, but I would say a baby doesn't really have any choice, like all the way up until like two years of age when it finally learns like what hands are and the, how to use them, you know? Right. Like there, there is no there is no choice because a, a, a zygote doesn't understand what choice is. And right. it's literally growing inside of a woman's body. Yeah. And it's it's. Again, one of these weird um, failings to consider how like an ontology of process works, where where things do all arrive from other things, uh, and and times arrive from other times, and 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 so yeah, I mean, a baby does eventually leave the mother's body in the same way that you know it our- chooses to leave. <laughs> chooses to leave the mother's body in the same way that that literally anything occurs is is through leaving another body of some sort um it's it's a meaningless claim to to say that just because of the fact that eventually something becomes something that is theoretically discreet that it always has been discreet that's not how anything works no the, the, there's, there's changes of state and Right. Like if you have, if you have, you know, uh, chlorine and sodium, um, and they're separate, you know, that doesn't mean that they're sodium chloride. It doesn't mean that they're salt, right? It's, these are all different things. And in some very weird, expansive, almost pantheistic way, sure. They're all one thing, but if you want to look at it as like a series of discrete identities, you have to look at it a little bit differently than the way he is. Anyway, no, that's 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 good insight. It's dumb. It's all uh, fucking dumb. I would just like to uh, preface the rest of this video with uh, Stefan Molyneux, a dumb piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Yeah. Woo. I'm a, I'm actually I think uh, much more mean as a person when I'm sober. That's uh that's something I've discovered <laughs> about myself. <laughs> 
Cause, cause I don't was, know how it works for me. Yeah. Because when I'm, <laughs> when I'm a little bit inebriated, I'm like self-conscious. I'm like, well, I don't want to come off as like a drunk asshole who's like shitty to people. But when I'm sober, like I know exactly where I am and, and like what I'm saying. And if I don't feel any bad about it, then I just continue with that thought. So. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> little, little insight into the Michael deep psychology. Michael deep psychology. <laughs> Whole patch on the ground where a human being used to be. That was a good uh, jump in. <laughs> Baby is not your body. Another thing that women seem to have really swallowed is the world is overpopulated. Hey, uh, back back to the because because he decided to mention it one more time. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the baby is not your body thing. Um, right. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna I was gonna I was gonna bring up the uh, the the like. Um, like a kidney stone or something like that. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> a kidney stone is not your body. Because <laughs> so, anything, so, anything that that is initially in your body and then leaves your body isn't part of your body. Right. God damn it! Yeah, I mean, I, that's why I have all these piss jars. That's why I poop sock. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's the most natural way to. Uh, to maintain your identity. <laughs> it's, most, uh, it's the most natural way to re- remain autonomous in the face of uh, women who are cheating by wearing uh, high, heels, <laughs> high heels and makeup because no woman will ever want to go near you. It's <laughs> a good point. Hey, yeah. let, me, uh, let me pause really quick. All right, and we are we are back from a short little break that we took. Um, Dorian had to I'm go. So sorry, Dorian had to go uh, make water. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I learned that one from uh, from Brad. It's one of my favorite sayings now. Make water. Oh so, man, I wish you'd say in his accent. Well, you know, <laughs> I gotta go make water. <laughs> that was that was nice. not, not a kind rendition of his voice. It was exciting though. Yeah. All right, uh, let's uh, let's get back to Stefan Molyneux. 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 This guy sucks. Ever hear that? You know, you should think about maybe having some kids. It's a really wonderful thing. It's life, and it's why you're here and all that. No, the world is overpopulated. It's not wildly overpopulated by smart people. <laughs> Lots of not smart people. You've so seen the idiocracy <laughs> that previously that known as some people are dumb. Fiction now known as documentary footage. <laughs> I still watch Idiocracy. Baby, 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 baby. Because they're not sitting there going, well, but the long-term effects of the baby on the CO2 of the atmosphere, right? They're like, I was horny. (laughs) Protection. (laughs) What am I, a pussy? (laughs) So you get like low IQ replicants coming out your ass, sometimes it seems like, but the smart people are like, hmm, I don't know, I'm going to have to see what happens with my IRA. (laughs) So yeah, well, it's not wildly over. No. The casual observer may not notice what he just did there. I, however, am not a casual observer, but he uh, he just implied that uh, IQ is a genetic thing. Right. That is one of his, his favorites. It is one of his favorites. And, and how does he normally apply that kind of logic? Oh, mostly to uh, races of people. <laughs> not race science. <laughs> I mean, not in like a racist way. Surely. No, no, no. It just just in a way that uh, denotes that uh, certain races of people might be more intelligent than others. Not, yeah, which not makes racist. them different. Yeah, not, not, not 
Sep- worse separate or better? Equal. But yeah, that's that's a fun little thing that he sneaks in there, and you know he he never touches on it except for that one moment I think in this video. But uh, the idea that you know you get all these low IQ replicants, so he's like not only suggesting that iq is based off of your genetics but also that uh that dehumanizing term of replicants right it's just like a a really good sort of insidious jab that he gets in there because he's a wasteful piece of shit yeah and i mean he's really just like using um, (laughs) he's just using the npc meme that's all it is right yeah but like in a way that's not as uh, obviously racist somehow, uh, or not even racist, but everything ist, it's, ist ist. I, I would say it's more racist, but it's it's yeah it's, no it's, it's totally less, more racist. It's but, less blunt. Yeah, it's less it's less obviously a dog whistle and more just him being a racist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure when he when he when he says that he probably has a certain uh, certain color in mind when he's talking about replicants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, smart people. and if we're going to have lots of not so smart people having babies, we're going to need a couple of smart people to figure out how to feed and clothe them and give them health care and all that. So, yeah, overpopulation. Here's another thing that ladies need to hear. For the vast not a real people, thing. That's not a real degree. Uh, it's not a real degree. I, I, I forgot. What, what, what did he say wasn't a real degree? I, I didn't quite catch uh, that part. I, I, don't, I don't think he, or he – I think he said women's studies – yeah, that's that what, what it said? was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's going to claim the same thing about all the humanities, but also keep in mind that sure. he uh, he studied literature for the first few years and then went into history. He claims it's the history of philosophy, but I feel like he's lying about that part because uh, he has to be. Well, he, um, he he's gone through this entire lecture uh, speech, whatever you want to call it, without once once referencing any kind of uh, philosopher or philosophical sort of um he 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 has the under understanding of philosophy which is like what a uh a person who doesn't know what philosophy is has which is (laughs) which is like oh yeah you know i've got a philosophy of life it's like hokunu matata or whatever you know like right like philosophy to them is like oh i live my i live my life you know like i always try to tell the truth and I'm, i'm good like that's not what philosophy is that's that's your like I don't know, ethical and like moral. Credo. Yeah, your credo. But philosophy is not like I, I live my life uh trying to be honest and trying to do the right thing. That's that's not philosophy. And that's that's what his entire understanding of philosophy is, is you know, make women or how to make women great again because you know his his philosophy is that, you know, women should should live this way. Well, that's not philosophy. Right. That's like a, a system of uh what's the word i'm looking for i i guess a system of like ethics uh yeah i mean so i i i have a i have a broader conception of philosophy i guess um but yeah I, so he's i think what's what's really what is kind of interesting about him and a lot of these weird alt-right guys is that they do seem to embrace uh, the the term and concept of philosophy, whether or not they're like good philosophers, but they they embrace this term when they're generally speaking more about things like some form of political economy, um, right? 
is so um, uh, like like what you know people like Hobbes or, or or Marx or someone would be speaking about, and and they're deeply engaged or think that they're deeply engaged. They're deeply engaged with weird misconceptions of a lot of these rationalist or like pre enlightenment or enlightenment thinkers. Um, well, they've they've never and, read a bit of it in their lives. No. <laughs> this, is, this is the major right. outstanding point there. Right, right, and and so they have they have this weird um, you know seventeenth to nineteenth. Well, no, they, they they have an early modern conception of philosophy, and then they give weird credit to the Greeks. But the, all all of their their uh, intentions in philosophizing always come back to the way that society is inherently structured in terms of the family unit or uh, defending pre existing modes of production like capital. Um, and so, no, it's like really bad philosophy, but it's a kind of philosophizing uh, as a interconnection of, of different kinds of school of thought that I, I think that the left could do more of uh, instead of this weird, neat uh, uh, sectioning off that I, I feel like a lot of popular leftists do where it's either politics uh, and political economy or it's philosophy or it's this or that, um, which is not actually how it exists inside of any kind of academic sense. Uh, things are a lot more like uh, in- integrated and whatnot, even, even if people are specializing, but anyway, I don't know what I was really saying. I think that he's, <laughs> he's doing a thing that would be useful for other people to do, but he's also doing it really poorly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get what you're saying. Right. Okay. Well, uh, do you know that the vast majority, well, significant majority of the debt, student debt is held by women, right? And the, what, what do they study? Gender studies, right? Because, you know, we want to break... That's what every woman studies. Like all the stereotypes, right? Because women choose to get involved in fields where they deal with people and men are more comfortable with abstractions and computers and physics and math. And- because women are social. And all that kind of stuff. Right? Men right? care about And we know that this stuff. is not the result of... There's not, like, lots and lots of uh, women doctors or anything. No, no, or, or, you know, any kind of educated uh, person like a teacher. Uh. I, I believe actually, and, you know, this is without looking up the statistic, but I believe that women uh, are enrolled in more STEM programs than, uh, than men are currently. I, I, I would believe that either being the case or tending towards, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's either getting to the point where it's like, equal or uh, women are more involved in STEM than men are now? I, I know that it's generally true that women are uh, are more engaged in uh, in uh, pursuing degrees right now than men are. Um, yeah, that, that, so that I, for I, sure. Yeah. So, you know, the first off thing is like, okay, well, yeah, somebody got a degree in gender studies, but, you know, a degree is better than no degree, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I don't know. As somebody without a degree, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I, would, I still don't know. <laughs> I, well, I, I would be much better off if I had gotten a degree, probably. But that was, that was, that was out of the cards for me, so to speak. So that, right. uh, that never quite came to pass. Be cool if uh, our government just made that like totally possible for everyone or something. That would be really good for a country. That would be really stupid and dumb. And yeah, yeah, would I mean would, definitely not something like a nationalist would want to do or anything. Look, if if everybody was allowed to go to school, then no one would be in school. Then Ben Shapiro <laughs> wouldn't be 
uh you know yeah, special he for next anyone <laughs> he wouldn't be special for having gone to harvard um all all of the uh what, what fucking kushner what's his first name jared jared i was thinking justin for some reason fucking... i almost said ashton so <laughs> yeah asked ashton <laughs> kushner <laughs> is that guy still alive i don't fucking care <laughs> <laughs> but uh jared kushner wouldn't have been special for uh you know getting uh into i think he went to harvard as well didn't he uh, probably it was, it was yeah. an ivy league school that he definitely probably didn't belong in but since his family comes from excessive wealth he was able to get into because that's how it works in a lot of these cases none of these, for pe- sure. none of these people would be special anymore and it would ruin their their false sense of meritocracy where they've they've earned whatever they've been you know essentially handed in life you, you, you know so what if, the, if everybody uh, was allowed to go to school it would ruin all these all these great people's lives Right, right, exactly. And, you know, it's, and, and please, please quote me on this. I don't know where I'm going <laughs> to do a PhD, but especially quote me if I get in somewhere like Ivy. Okay. Um, but there, there is a, uh, there's an, there's a direct correlation between uh, how, no, I, I can clean this up. There's an inverse correlation Ooh. between how much you deserve to be in Ivy University and whether or not you are at one. No, absolutely. Like, <laughs> like if if you got into Yale, you should not be going to Yale. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah I like thank that. Thank you. Thank that's you. A Just quote, invented a moment. We'll we'll put that in the uh, description if I remember to. Quotable moment. Quotable moment. Yeah, we got to I'm working on. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how I can like get a soundboard going in here so we can have like oh fuck yeah boing, 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 and stuff like that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Any anytime Stefan talks, we go <laughs> bummer. It's M Bush in the fart. <laughs> you know all the sounds. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on. State <laughs> is basically matriarchy. That was going to be my original speech. But I thought this would be more fun, but. We know that because in places like India, when women don't have a lot of freedom, they go into like computers and they go into being doctors, uh, researchers and so on, right? But then when they get more freedom and wealth increases and they have more choices, where do they go? Well, social worker, psychologist, teacher, 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 teacher. So when they get more choices, they go into more sex segregated fields. Now, some of them are real, you know, we need teachers and so on, although it'd be nice if they weren't just Marxist indoctrinators, but that's a topic for another time. But it's not- Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know, for the most women, oh, now again, I say this, but see, here's the weird thing is that I got a degree, I got a master's degree in history, the history of philosophy specifically, <laughs> but I've been able to weirdly make it on the web. By the way, that's like- Quick, quick thing, thing, quick thing. Yeah, you, you, saw quick. The, you saw that like smug shit-eating grin he had and like oh, nobody yeah. responded to it because it's a room full of fucking like ape men who don't give yeah, a fuck. Who, like yeah, exactly. everybody who in that room is like, oh, what a fucking nerd he went for history of philosophy. Right. And my, so my, I, I love the, the Molyneux paradox, uh, where <laughs> you, <laughs> that's a great name for a shitty book. Um, the Molyneux paradox. but, uh, uh, Michael Crichton brings you the Molyneux oh, paradox. God, no. Um, but so he, he is so obsessed with like shitting on, uh, you know, any kind of education, especially any kind of, uh, like arts, uh, education or humanities. Mm-hmm. Um, but even he's one of the pieces of shit that in his on his Twitter, he calls himself Stefan Molyneux M.A. <laughs> like, I'm who not the, dank to lose M.A. Who the fuck 
No one does that. No, no one in their right fucking mind does that. PhDs often don't do that. Like yeah. doctors don't do that. I mean, sometimes like, that's, well, that's the mean, least, like you, that is you, the least <laughs> education you can have and still get away with that. <laughs> well, it's like, okay, maybe if it was on like a book or something. Sure. Like, yeah, on, on a book or something where like your credentials matter, but like when you're yeah. shit posting on Twitter, you have to be known as MA. <laughs> right. Fuck you. <laughs> Especially someone that thinks it doesn't matter, evidently. Just there such a fucking a, clout I, hound. In in my position, since uh, since I work for a public agency, um, there's a lot of people who who they try to sell uh especially to public agencies because they know it's like guaranteed money if they can get in. And mm. uh, this one guy gave me his business card and it, uh, <laughs> it, said, it said his name. <laughs> it said that he had a bachelor's. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. I love it. That's this me. Dank lose and, BA. And, and when he handed it to me, I took a look at it and then I looked back at him and like, I couldn't, I couldn't focus on anything other than the fact that his card and mind you, he's a salesperson. So, you know, what's right. he, what's he really doing with that, uh, that, <laughs> that fucking Dude, business you, degree that he got, you know, there's some guy like, I don't know, he's yeah, well, let's say a salesman <laughs> again, but who's running around with like his, uh, his associate's degree credited on the back of his card. Oh yeah, for sure. You, no you, you know it. In fact, probably more of them, <laughs> which is so good. That's see, I really mean it when when like which is the the weird thing about Molyneux, but like the MA is really the it follows the Dunning Kruger logic, uh, where generally speaking, when when people get an MA or they're like early on into their PhD and stuff, they seem to be the people that think that they know the least because they've been hammered so much and they're like they're not close enough to something that actually makes them seem worthwhile. <laughs> um, but somehow this guy gets like megalomanic off of it. Like it kind of makes more sense when someone has like a BS or a BA uh, and they're like, well, yeah, I've got this cool bachelor's because like you don't know shit. And so you suddenly have this little like bit of something. And so you seem a little impressed with yourself, but you, you can't get to that middle space and then like, bro, I'm, I'm living, that, uh, living that bachelor life, bro. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, okay, sucks. It's a, it's a, it sucks. It's a Surprise. fun tidbit about uh, Stefan Molyneux. Is that uh, <laughs> M.A. Stefan Molyneux? Yeah. M.A. <laughs> my my apologies <laughs> to the master. To the master. At all, I couldn't have predicted that in the early nineties when I graduated. Here's my plan. <laughs> I'm gonna get a useless degree. I'm gonna spend 15 years as a waiter, but then what's gonna happen is an intergalactic web of human communication is gonna be developed the likes of which humanity has never seen before. It's gonna be completely free and I'm gonna be able to monetize it magically over the web. <laughs> yeah. That's what they call a business plan. Literally, it's like, it's like. So he just, he just uh, spent, you know, a couple of minutes uh, haranguing women because of the degrees that they choose. And he's actually chosen in his own terms a dumb degree with no plan and he just happened to luck out and so you know women (laughs) women are bad for choosing the wrong degrees but he's okay because he lucked out and you know what's you know what's awesome libertarian like mindset i've ever seen i think (laughs) right but it's 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 even better because he's 
it's it's another thing where he he exposes himself a lot where he's he's like he's kind of not wrong too because oh, sure, yeah. he is this like upper middle class i think at least that's how it seemed to be represented to me um like heterosexual white guy uh and so like yeah he can afford to get a bullshit degree and probably like accidentally become successful that's a lot more likely than it's, otherwise it's much and so easier he's allowed to, to do this. fail upward when you know, when you have like right, exactly and connections right and so and so like he's he's saying it because he thinks that he's hot shit but <laughs> but in reality it's like yeah i mean you you are able to fuck around and like get some you know kind of success whereas other people who are less fortunate can't you are right good work but you've, you've done a great job Stefan. <laughs> you, you, you mommy, did a whole science mommy and daddy are very proud of you <laughs> no they're not <laughs> <laughs> i hope they're not they might be i don't know maybe i don't yeah, know anything about possible. them and i don't i don't really care to explore that and they're like british french canadians or something he's so confusing what is he i, I believe he's canadian but he lived in england when he was grew up in uh, england. yeah he grew up in england for a bit i don't know which i think makes him either uh if 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 i'm understanding the way that this like mixing things works he he's either south african or he's australian <laughs> <laughs> is that it? There is Dutch. That's, He's Dutch now. That's how you make people. <laughs> that's how you make if you add a Canadian into a British man. No, no, no. I just mean like, a South African. It's uh, people work off of formulas, obviously. You know. <laughs> um. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. No, I'm not going to go down that. No, please don't. <laughs> there, there was several different terms that. Uh, were coined in the uh, I want to say late, probably mid to late 1800s, involving you know like what ratios of uh, of different uh, ethnicities you might be and what they would call you based on that. Right. <clears throat> yeah. So, something about no. Fuck savings. I'm just gonna play the lottery. <laughs> I won. <laughs> That's what you should do. There you go. No, it's a. Uh... It's crazy. So it's, they're not I real degrees. Lucky. And here's the thing. I got lucky. So I remember once going on a, a, a date. I, I met a woman at the gym, and I, I went on, on a date with her. Nice, nice, nice young, young woman. But she was telling me how in debt she was from student loans, right? And it was gender studies and all that, right? So I'm a man, which means I'm a resource manager, right? What do men do? We protect and we provide. We protect and we provide. And these are the two things that the government has taken away. Like, like why there's male suicide, <laughs> depression, anxiety, and an opioid crisis. We can't provide for our women because the government does it for us, which means they can treat us like shit. We get our money anyway. <laughs> and when you take people's money by force, you end up having contempt for them because otherwise you feel guilt for being parasitic. It's a basic fact, right? You'll notice that the welfare state came before the general condemnation of men in popular culture. Men are idiots. Men are, because you ha you, you, if you can trick women into taking stuff from men by force through the power like, of the state, then Homer? women will start to denigrate men. <laughs> because when you're exploiting someone, you can't think of them as great or good or noble or heroic, or you can't think of them positively at all. You have to denigrate them so you can exploit them. That's why the devil bribes and then... So, this this is an interesting point he's making. He's talking yeah. about taxes. He, he keeps dancing around the term taxes, but he's talking about taxes, right? Right. Uh, what What is the... Uh, 
the magnificent um i forget his exact terms but the the invention the interconnected uh web of consciousness that was invented that allowed him to uh strike it lucky uh essentially winning the lottery and becoming what he is today well sir that would be the interweb and what was the internet developed through um uh, that would be uh, government technology right which was uh paid for which, which by 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 uh by uh uh it's not Stephen, you fucking it's idiot. Oh, it's, is it taxes? <laughs> it was taxes. <laughs> That's so weird. So also, he's, um, he's complaining about taxes right now. Minutes after developing he, the thing that gave him minutes, success. Minutes after he just said that, you know, there was this ingenious invention that allowed him to make it rich, right. which was developed by tax. He doesn't make that connection, right. but he's just said one thing and another. And if you put those things together, he looks really fucking stupid. Yeah, it, he absolutely does. And you know, it's it's all the, the one of the problems with um, so one one of the things that occurs with things like uh, taxes that produce infrastructure and the internet and um, all of these things that you know make our lives uh, easier or worse, uh, but but easier. <laughs> no, only the internet makes it worse. Um, but. The, the, the kind of the problem with it is that it's so ubiquitous um, that people like this dumbass who are I- extraordinarily unthoughtful, um, they can forget about where these things arrive from very easily and then get caught up in their own like stupid ass reveries. And the same thing happens when you have uh, like uh, leftist movements um, or uh, be, be, be that um, you know, ones that have actually helped to make people's lives better in the, the workplace or, or be it uh, something more like these academic uh, movements like postmodernism that have uh, allowed us to uh, develop far uh, more ultimately rational viewpoints of how human beings work and make it more for more just society. And these are all things that ultimately uh, this fucker is able to agree with. Like if you brought up individual premises that arrive from these movements that are so like incredibly pervasive that we live with them every day without thinking about them, he would agree with them because they are innately part of his his life. But then as soon as you stack them up to a certain point, it gets uh, to it, it, it begins to clarify what banner it's sitting under, and then he's going to react strongly and say like, "Oh no, taxation is theft or whatever the fuck." It's like <laughs> right. that. Um, it's the same logic as that fucking SpongeBob meme. I don't know. With the, uh, I mean, there's a lot of them, but it's yeah. it's the one where uh, Squidward is standing there, and I forget if it's which one of them is standing next to him, and he says uh, something like, "I am X." He says, oh, "What yeah. is X?" It means that he's afraid of X right, uh, right, or yeah. N, and it, it goes on like that. It's the yeah. same kind of thing, where it's just it's his his life makes sense because his life makes sense, but it has this weird. <laughs> veneer of of illusion painted over everything because everything that makes sense makes so much sense he doesn't have to think about it and so he thinks that he's thinking when he's not it's such a fucking mess this man is incredible to psychoanalyze but (laughs) (laughs) anyway yeah he's a oh oh and the last thing sorry go ahead um He's talking about this whole thing where like men are represented as buffoons as being something that's new. 
uh, or pervasive, like he's kind of claiming both of these things, mm-hmm. when neither is the case. Um, you know, like, uh, of course, there's a trope of like a foolish man, uh, like a foolish patriot patriarch. Maybe that's a little bit more pervasive than it might have been in the past. But, uh, you know, people who are capable of subtle reading, so, you know, not him, uh, are able to look back to, you know, like the works of Homer um, and be like, oh, yeah, actually, Odysseus, as cunning and everything as he is, is still ultimately a buffoon who is constantly thrust around and fooled by women and, and, and you know, kind of manipulated and changed in different ways. And I don't think that's an entirely misogynistic uh, writing um, n- nor misogynistic reading. Um but uh, but that, you know, a, a woman is just like his, his wife is fooling all of the suitors that are coming to replace Odysseus. Right. And it's just like, yeah, men are buffoons because people are buffoons. Um, and oftentimes men are extraordinarily buffoonish because they're, kind of, they're giving these like kind of uh, capacities for power or whatnot. And then it kind of allows them to forget a lot of things like what I was previously saying or the Shakespearean fools. They're all men, I think. I'm pretty sure they're all men. Yeah, like that sounds right. These these foolish kings and stuff. You know, it's it's like all of the all of the really the best buffoons throughout <laughs> literary history. They're all dudes. They all got dicks. They all they're all dumb as fuck. That's not new. It's not new, and That's, it doesn't it's matter. Not new it's good. And, and probably, a, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it, it's not new necessarily, and you know i would i would say part of it lies in uh men were the focal point for a lot of literature for a long for time sure, for um, sure. so you know there, there was never an opportunity for a woman to have depth outside of somebody wants to put their uh their dick inside of her or um <laughs> she's you know i don't know committed some some sin of of lust and now the country has to go to war Uh, (laughs) there there wasn't much uh there wasn't much development outside of that for for so i then not 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 to go off too much on a tangent here and maybe this is something that we could talk about later um in in a later podcast but actually i think that that is while it's not entirely uh, untrue. I think that it's more true uh, by way of traditional readings of things than it is true by way of the initial writing. Uh, and a lot of it does have to do with the fact that like these uh, male written pieces have had more longevity because of the fact that like they're given a little bit more credence and they're read by more people or allowed to be read by more people or, or supported financially by more people. Um, but I, I think that a lot of these male written texts like the, the Odyssey, um, definitely not the Iliad, but there are a lot of texts out there that that have a lot more complex volitional uh, credits given to women um, than we are traditionally allowed to view it as. And the, 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 the Odyssey is still a very sexist text. And so it's kind of weird that right. I'm going back to this one. Um, but it's also not. It's 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 nuanced. It's complicated. But so um, I think it has more to do with the way that these texts are represented historically than it has to do with their innate characteristics, which um, is which brings us to why people like Stefan are so harmful. Again, not that he's an academic that really anyone's <laughs> going to take seriously, but he's still blending things in a way that ends up changing the way that history functions because he's working off of a postmodernist uh, interpretation of the world. Ultimately, right. Um, anyway. And we go yeah. back to <laughs> so it's a good juxtaposition to go from that to uh, Stefan Molyneux. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was looking at this woman 
She said $17,000 in debt. Now, this is that's a lot of money now, but back then it was even more. It was like, I don't know, double or something like that. <laughs> and, you know, the thoughts went through my brain pretty clearly. Okay, so 17,000 bucks, that's after tax money, so I gotta earn like, I don't know, like 30,000 bucks to just pay off this woman's debt. If we get married, that's gonna be my debt. I wanna have kids, it's gonna delay kids by, what, how long does it take to pay off, to make it pay off 30,000 bucks for quite a while? So it's just like, you know, hey, I'll buy your coffee, but that's it, right? This is completely normal so when, when ways of thinking about things. With these crazy debts, for degrees with almost no economic utility, or negative economic utility if you count the debt, it's a form of population control, you understand? That's taking the smartest women, putting them in school, training them to hate men, be useless, come out with debt, and then men don't wanna marry them. I mean, people don't talk about this, because there's endless propaganda. Go to school, go to university, go to university. You gotta go to university. Why? Well, because Marxists love nothing more when they claim that they don't want to exploit the workers than propagandizing workers into paying for their own indoctrination into Marxism. Said a man who uh, studied the history of philosophy. Right. Just, just, gonna, yeah. just gonna keep bringing that up. He's This whole time he's talking about how there's indoctrination to go to school. This is a person who studied English and then the history of philosophy. Yeah, man, I, I need to actually look up. I'm sure that it's it's <clears throat> available somewhere, but but what his degrees were actually in and like what kind of programs these were, because his his entire worldview with this kind of stuff is is really confusing. And I don't know if it's because he comes through like a, a more conservative institution. I mean, I, I've certainly been in one for a few years and I see how that kind of works. Um, but or if it's just that he, he's just such a poor or lazy reader, um, it's probably both. <laughs> but but it's and and even while claiming that like you know he he got these degrees through these indoctrination machines uh, and yet like he came out fine. Uh, and I I don't know man, it's uh, I'm really confused about his his whole formatting. Um, and I like to look into that. Uh, also, how, how long have we been recording? Yeah. Um, we either make this long or we make the next one short, I think. Uh, we're, we could, uh, we're about at an hour and uh, 37 minutes. So maybe ooh, maybe we do because we've got 20 minutes left. Hmm. <laughs> we, we, we actually made uh, some we made uh, 26 minutes out of this Not bad. Uh, video. Um so we got 20 minutes left. Uh, maybe we uh, just go ahead and, and chop it here. Uh, we'll do a little yeah. bit of a shorter one next time. And then maybe at the end, we can have some kind of a palate cleanser to just wash the, uh, the taste of all of this out of our mouths for a little while. Exactly what I was going to suggest. <laughs> so we, uh, it's almost like we we're on the same then. <laughs> page. Oh, I was going to say table. K hole table. Cable. K- we're, we're in the same <laughs> K-hole. <laughs> like, how do you do that? Yeah, we we, uh, we benzos here, sir. This is a benzo <laughs> rehab dungeon. If you're if you're gonna Sorry, talk about K-holes, you need to go to the ketamine rehab dungeon. <laughs> I really, our, I our love, sister uh, podcast, which we should never start. I don't know, man. I think we should have a different pod for every sedative. Oh <laughs> um, yeah, right on, man. All right. Well, uh, thanks everybody who uh, listened. Um, I, I was thinking the other day, uh, since we, we, I think we have like two or three people that are listening to this con- consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how, how people have like, like Lady Gaga had her little monsters, you know, that's what she would call her fans. <laughs> um, I was thinking like the Benzo boys and girls. The Benzo boys and girls. <laughs> it does bounce well. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, that's what you know, I was we thinking. Can do, I, uh, I I do I do like that, but but since we do have uh, a, a variety of, of of fans, we might want to think of a couple of them and have them vote. Yeah, and and now that I'm thinking about it, the uh, the boys and girls thing is incredibly binary. Um, That's and, true. The the bends of boys and girls and none, but yeah, yeah. So the, the bends of them's. Uh, well, yeah, let's uh, let's let's think about it. You know what? I've, I've I still have access to Facebook because I don't get banned all the time, except for. Hey, I'm gonna be back in three days. <laughs> I I did briefly get banned because uh, I I don't know. You know what? Let's let's do this really quick. Yeah, what up? Um, I don't know if you've seen this video. Uh, part of me hopes you haven't. Part of me hopes I haven't either. I'm, yeah. But now I'll have to, and that makes me sad. Uh, what was it? Uh, newest acquire. Oh, God. What is this? <laughs> no, I have not seen this. You're about to watch the whitest people on planet Earth. Uh, so it's it's Lion King Circle of Life, and he lives in you. So I'm just going to play the first couple of seconds of it. And, uh, the U.S. Navy. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is a fucking choir of white people. <laughs> that rules. Yeah. So, literally so, all. Yeah. Pasty white. What I love about this is, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the lyrics to, uh, the, the chant that comes before the circle of life. Um, I don't know if I have. So I looked it up a while back and, and the lyrics are something like, oh, there's a lion. Yeah, there's a lion. We're going <laughs> to we're going to hunt that lion. There's also a leopard like. Oh, OK. <laughs> so let's find this real quick. So so I love that, you know, people treat this as some kind of black anthem. And obviously it's white people that do this. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> they, they treat it like some kind of black anthem when it literally means nothing and it definitely has like no empowerment to it it's it's a powerful I mean, uh it's a powerful yeah. sounding uh you know sort of thing but uh let's see yeah it, i mean it sounds fine um okay uh um, <laughs> here's, here's how here's how that translates here comes a lion father oh yes it's a lion here comes a lion father oh yes it's a lion a lion we're going to conquer a lion a lion and a leopard come and come to this open place dope so, yeah, uh, I, I I love screaming that out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're terrified, then <laughs> oh fuck, it's a lion! <laughs> oh, it's a lion! I'm really fucked now. <laughs> hey yo! So uh, a little little palate cleanser to the Stephen Mall new stuff right now, I guess. Um, yeah, but anyways, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm um, gonna watch the rest of that. I'll uh, I'll put a uh, I'll put a pull up on Facebook so people and and I'll let anybody add whatever whatever they want to it and vote as many well, times. That's dangerous. As, yeah, vote as many times as they want, and we'll just see how this goes. Um, <laughs> right on, man. <laughs> and and friends, I will join you uh, on uh, on yeah, the I'll, Facebook I'll again find, soon. I'll finally be able to tag you again. Um, <laughs> and uh, just a, just a reminder that people can uh, follow me at at Dank Deleuze uh, on Instagram. 
for, uh, for memes yep. and shit posting. And uh, I'm I'm less consistent in my memory, but uh, I'm I'm at Benzo Rehab Dungeon on Instagram and on Facebook. You can search me out at uh, the Benzo Rehab Dungeon. Should be the first and only result when you search that. Hell yeah! All right, uh, thanks everybody for listening, and we'll uh, we'll catch you all next time. Beware of the wall. <laughs> yes, yes, women, beware of the wall. All right, good night. <laughs>